Dusty, what's the one book you can always find in our car when we're on a trip? Honestly, Mike, it is usually a Moon travel guide. That's right. Moon is our favorite travel guidebook publisher because not only are they a source for ethical travel and the best ways to get away, but their books also are packed full of information on everything from sites to see, trails to hike, restaurants, and lodging, all from real authors who are local to the areas they're writing about. That's right. And we're so excited that this year we are again partnering with Moon Travel Guides. Ready to cross something off your travel bucket list in 2024? Have a lot of great ideas for trips, but don't know how to get started or keep your itinerary organized? Wherever your wanderings might take you or inspire you to go, Moon Travel has you covered. Moon Travel is the travel guidebook publisher for ethical travel. Don't spend months trying to craft the perfect getaway when you can do it all with Moon. Whether you're headed abroad, planning to take to the open road, or want to wander the trails of a national park, make sure to pack a Moon Travel Guide with you. Through the end of 2024, our listeners can get 20% off any Moon Travel Guide when they use the code GAZE20 at checkout. That's amazing. And that is code GAZE24, G-A-Z-E-2-4 for 20% off any Moon travel guide in Moon's entire library. And that is just for our listeners, and you cannot find that anywhere else. Be sure to visit Moon.com. Head to our show notes and check it out and see Moon's entire collection of travel guidebooks. God, I just love Moab. Yeah, it was great. Moab is the city in Utah. It also stands for mother of all bombs, too. Oh, it does? Mm-hmm. Like bombs as in like B-A-L-M bomb? Mm-hmm. Not like a solve, like a B-O-M-B-S. Really? Yeah. Yeah, there I didn't was. Know that. Yeah, remember there? I forget when it was. A few years ago, they like had that bomb that they made. It was like a. I forget who it was. I think it was the U.S. The oh. mother of all bombs. And yeah. it was called a Moab? And it was called a Moab. Because yeah. that's the... Because that's the um, anagram. Acronym. Acronym. <laughs> Acrostic. <laughs> yeah. But no, Moab is like really, really a great little city. Um, I feel like, yeah, it was used in the Iraqi war. I see. In 2017. There are so many outdoor things to do in Moab, which got me curious about the question, like what kind of outdoor adventures other than hiking, like have you experienced, Mike? Well, I feel like kayaking and canoeing are like my big other outdoor activity. That do is you like do those not- a lot? Whenever I get the chance, I feel like also living at the beach allows for some stand-up paddleboarding, although you can do that kind of wherever. But yeah. those are things that I like to do. I feel like I like things that are water-based sports. You are a rising Scorpio, I am so a rising that makes Scorpio. sense. So Scorpio is a water, water sign. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like this is, is totally appropriate for my sort of, like, I have no water signs in my entire birth chart. Mm. And so the beach in... The on the Gulf Coast of Mississippi, where I grew up, mm-hmm. like you can go to the beach and lay out, but like everyone knows, you do not get in the water because yeah. the water's gross. Um, unless you get in the water on the other side of the barrier islands. I mean, it's not like the grossest water, but it's like kind of gross. So nobody really gets in it. As far as the outdoor activities go, I mean, yeah, I've been a marathon runner and like that kind of stuff, but like I've always really wanted to do like, uh, like a ropes course mm-hmm. or zip lining or things like that. Mm-hmm. I'd really be into that. Mm-hmm. And I haven't done that yet. 
but Moab made me like want to figure out a way to do those things I never wanted to Explorer. do or I've always wanted to do. Mm-hmm. There was an off-roading convention yeah. in Moab when we were there. There were just Jeeps everywhere. Yeah. They had specials for those people all over the place. Yeah. Yeah. It was like a definitely a big draw there because that community is a pretty widespread community as we kind of touched on in the Joshua Tree problem. That's right. Right. That's right. We were in Moab because we were visiting Arches National Park. And Canyonlands, too. And Canyonlands, too. And in our previous episode, we talked about hiking the Devil's Playground. And today, we are going to talk about hiking up to the Delicate Arch and some other arches around in Arches National Park. I'm looking for adventure, wanna follow on the trail Or get a little lost and let the wind fill my sails Get up when the stars still fill the sky, don't wake the sun There's so much to be done, and the day has just begun Go where the postcards are real, you can feel You can open your eyes and open your heart when you gaze at the National Park. At the National Park. At the National Park. Follow you, I'll follow you there. So we left our Airbnb because we were walking down to the Moab Brewery. And this was our first night in Moab. And we were walking to the Moab Brewery because... Because we were meeting our hiking mamas. We our were. Our hiking mamas. We met some lovely women when we were hiking out in the Devil's Playground yep. at Arches National Park. They were so wonderful. There were four of them. And we'd met them while on the trail. Mm-hmm. And we decided we were like you know what you guys are a blast let's get drinks actually they suggested it but we had talked about it too because our cell phones didn't work with each other they all had canadian cell phones we had made the plan we were like okay well we are going to just meet at the brewery meet at the brewery at six yeah and if neither of us are there then no harm no foul no harm no foul and i think we kind of toyed around with not going i think it was like we're tired we were were let's just go i'm sure that i was the one who said no i'm hungry and they're wonderful and i want to go meet them let's go right and Grandpa over here was like, I want to stay in bed. You were. <laughs> right. Exactly. Exactly. Just like so, that. So I don't think we left even until like 5.45. Yeah, we did a and we bad thing. ended up there at like 6.20. Yeah. Which was late. We yeah. were late. Yeah. We arrived late. But we walked through Moab. Like we saw like the elementary school in Moab and we saw the high school and the post office and all the, you know, Mm -hmm. the government buildings. A lot of homes. Making our way around to the downtown area, Mm -hmm. essentially, which is just like one strip. Then we made it to the brewery and we looked around. I mean, there were so many people outside waiting for a table. Yeah. And we looked and we didn't see them there and we were like, well, maybe they didn't come. Then we walked inside and then we saw them and they were at a table for six. Right. And the four of them were there. 
And I was like, oh, look, they got a table for us. And you were sort of a little kind of like still. I didn't, I think I was like, oh, are we imposing on them? Are we imposing yeah. on them? And it was like. No, there's and a table the of southern sex. part of me, which I will say, I think Canadians and the people of the American South are very similar in this way. Mm. In that, like, you write meet me, somebody and they're lovely and they're PhD very welcoming. Mm-hmm. I will do it for you. <laughs> I was like, no, they got a table for six, <laughs> and we're the other two. Yeah, let's go. So we, I was like, hi everybody, let's hi, and so we sit down, and you were sort of like. Oh my God, are we? And I was like, no, we're sitting here and we're having dinner with them. Yeah. And you were like, oh, okay. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, that is what's happening. Yeah. And so I think after like, I don't know, like five minutes, you finally owned the fact that like we were sitting there and we were having Mm -hmm. dinner with them. Definitely my social awkwardness there. I am obsessed with these four ladies. Their names are Joanne, Denise, Sue, and Donna. Mm -hmm. And we want to shout out to them because they do follow us on Instagram and they often comment. And um, we love it when you do because we do love you hiking mamas. Mm -hmm. We do. And so what we learned about these four women is that um, none of their husbands like to hike, but they all love to hike. Yeah. And so they all travel together and they hike and um, they all go on different trips together. And they drove all the way down. They drove all the way down from where they were in Canada. I want to say Calgary. Am I, I wrong about Alberta. that? Alberta. I might Alberta. be wrong about okay. that. Yeah. We Hiking, love you, but we forget where we, you're from. <laughs> exactly. Hiking Mamas, remind us where you're from. Yeah. They drove down and they were doing a lot of hiking in Utah. Mm-hmm. They went through Salt Lake City. They got a flat tire. They had like, they told us this entire story. That's they had, right. Like, the nicest experience with someone coming to like fix their tire. And it was very late in the day. And they were hiking through Utah. They were doing arches. And then I think the next day... They and were- of course, they're Canadians. So they right. are like the friendliest. Right. It totally makes sense to me now that we ran into them and we were able to have such easy right. conversation right. with them. And then and on top of just like being Canadian and like that being part of your culture of being like friendly, welcoming, they were just the loveliest people. Yeah. And so sitting there with them, hearing about their lives and hearing about their children and their families was great and mm-hmm. then getting to share that too like yeah. we, you know they asked us a lot of questions about us and i just loved sitting there with them mm-hmm. and it was like god i want to travel with them more yeah so hiking mamas we adore you yeah and um let us know where you're headed next because yeah. we want to join you so we talked politics for a little bit but really the only reason was was because you and i both just thought that justin trudeau was like the cutest the person yeah. the dreamiest in the world and um one of our hiking mamas all of them liked him, yeah. but one of them was a little um, against him, like legalizing marijuana. Legalizing marijuana like that was nationwide her, for Canada. Yeah, yeah, that was that was her beef with him, which yeah. she's totally allowed to have that. Yeah. Beef, yeah, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So we finish our dinner with our hiking mamas. Uh, we finish by like literally following each other on Instagram. Yeah, and they were going to uh, Mesa Verde the next day, so they were yeah. going to dipping into Colorado and hiking in Mesa Verde, um, and we were you know continuing our our trip through Utah and then eventually Arizona. So after finishing and kind of trundling off into the night, Dusty and I take the mile and a half walk back. Very tired at this point. And on the way back, we found this gas station that was still open. And I believe I went in and got a Diet Coke. Yeah, it sounds about right. Yeah. And so I got a Diet Coke. We made our way back to our Airbnb, to which we watched more Big Little Lies. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we headed off to sleep. And then the next morning we got up, 
to set off and hike to Delicate Arch. So we get up early, and the nice thing about having um, a separate room that was on its own side of the house is that, not that we were so incredibly loud, but we could be, you know, a little louder without feeling like we were crashing or cramping anybody's style. Because in the morning, especially when we're together, we have to get up and play all of Abigold and then just <laughs> dance and sing all of <laughs> right. Abigold. So we were able to do that right. without bothering anybody. With an air anybody. horn and confetti guns. Exactly. Exactly. It's really, it's really a fun morning with the two of us. So we get up and I believe I went into the kitchen and kind of like made us like breakfast snacks and things like that because i think we may have foregone mcdonald's this morning oh i think we did because every, we had free breakfast we did every morning here in moab yeah. because we had free breakfast right. thank you to our wonderful host yeah so we were like we could have everything we wanted so i like kind of like grabbed the things like i feel like i made peanut butter and jelly sandwiches for us and grabbed some fruit and things like that i and, ate some cereal yeah. i do remember yeah that. and then we headed off and you were like well I'm not driving back up to that Mesa. You're going to drive. I like, refuse to drive yeah. up the Mesa. I'll yeah. drive down the Mesa, right. but I, I just felt weird about driving up the Mesa. And that's fair. Our goal was to get up early to get to Delicate Arch because we wanted to get to Delicate Arch like close to sunrise or thereabouts because we also, again, hike early, hike often. We didn't really want to deal with crowds and Delicate Arch is probably the it most can photographed. Get very crowded. Yeah. yeah, it's the most photographed. And Delicate Arch, when you look at all of the arches in Arches National Park, Delicate Arch is easily identified because one side of it gets really thin right in the middle. One part is like very delicately resting on another part. Mm-hmm. And that's where it gets the name Delicate Arch. Right. It was good that we got there early because the parking lot area was like kind of off the main road of the park road, like when you're up on the Mesa. So we were able to turn off that. And I think we were like really one of the first several cars in the parking lot, which I think when we got back to the lot, the lot was like bananas. Yeah. You were very excited to be one of the first. Yeah. Um, Listen to this type A Libra over here. Um, (laughs) It's like my goal to like live that life all the time. The trailhead was right there at the parking lot. How many miles was it out to Delicate Arch from there? I can't remember. It was at least a mile and a half, maybe two. I think it was, yeah, like two to three or something like that, one way. Mm -hmm. So we knew we had like some time we were going to be investing mm-hmm. in this. And there were, I believe on the way too, there were some petroglyphs. Petroglyphs. Thank you. I couldn't yes. think of the word. Petroglyphs, um, which were fascinating. Right. Because we saw some more petroglyphs later at Petrified, the Petrified Forest. Forest. Yeah. yeah. You were like, we have to stop and see the petroglyphs. And I, th- I love think, that. That's my favorite. I think thing. I was like, listen, let's get out to Delicate Arch and we'll see them on the way back. I believe we stopped on the way back because I think it was sunnier at that point. Too. That's true. Um, I was. Like, I really wanted to see yeah. them because I'm obsessed with that. right, and I'm obsessed with history and right. things like that. And I was like, no, we have a mission. We need to get out to Delicate Arch no, before the horrors do. You were right, and yeah. it was a good call. Yeah. And so, I what I remember about the beginning of this trail is that we were it was flat for a little while, mm-hmm. like it was like up and down and up and down and up and down and. I remember. Wait, was it up and down though? <laughs> I was so tired and we had gotten up so early. Right. And at this moment, I was like, this better not be the hardest hike I've done <laughs> because I'm not prepared for Because I'm going to murder Mike right I here really, at Delicate Arch. At this point, I just was like, um, 
I was really enjoying like sleeping in that weighted blanket back at the Airbnb. And I was like, if we, you know, finish this quick and then end up back at the Airbnb early, I'm not going to complain. We're headed up this trail, which again was up and down. And there were a few people in front of us and behind us. Yeah. As we were making our way up, there is this like flat rock, this giant flat rock that you have to get up onto. We get up onto it and we're making our way up because the Karens are leading you just like up oh, into this like abyss. A of, like slope. It is, it is just, just like a, slope. a diagonal angled and, slope. And like you look at the end of it and you're like, that looks impossibly far, but I know I have to go that far. And then when you get to that, when you finally get to the end that you can see, there is a whole other section that is just as long that you also have to walk. But that's where it starts to become like flatter, but also up and down, up and And the thing about that flat, (laughs) that flat sloped rock Uh is that like you can jut off to the side if you want and like just take panoramic photos yeah the views from that slanted rock are incredible yeah i do remember it being so sunny because we definitely didn't get there to the arch itself in time for sunrise like we were climbing up this vertical like or diagonally vertical rock the sun was just streaming in our eyes no matter Absolutely. with the sunglasses and the hats we had on it was just bright and i just remember feeling completely blinded by the end of that totally yeah completely blinded yeah we're making our way up and we essentially get to a fork we can either like head off to the right or head off to the left Heading off to the right keeps you on kind of a flat area, but heading off to the left like sends you uphill a little bit more. And we had headed off to the left because we wanted to see it from this one viewpoint. Mm-hmm. It requires you to sort of wind around. There were some switchbacks right there, but it like you have to wind around the edge of this giant rock face, mm-hmm. which actually in that moment reminded me of sort of like, hiking up to the Wicked Witch of the West Castle. Okay. Like, that's sort of what I would Mm -hmm. compare it to. And there were some people headed down when we were headed up. And I know in that moment you were like, well, we could have been those people. We could have gotten here early and we could have been headed back by That now. sounds like me. And you did right. a good intonation of my voice. Exactly. Too. Yeah. But I do remember too, like as we're hiking out to the arch, as we got to that point, to our left, there was a drop off. It wasn't like a scary drop off. We weren't close to the edge. Right. But there was a drop off, but again, vast open country to our exactly. left. Exactly. And like you could kind of see like a lot of other things, a lot of other rock formations off to the left. Like you're kind of winding around this rock face and we're like, when are we going to get to Delicate Arch? And then all of a sudden you like turn a corner and then and smack, ta-da, there it is. You're there. Yeah. I mean, and we stayed there for like 20 minutes, just like sitting there looking at it. Yeah. It was really magnificent. And, and the lighting was perfect. Yeah. Right and there were then. a lot of people that, there were, I would say, like maybe 20 people or so out there when we were there. And we didn't walk up close to the arch. Like you could, and there you were people that were all the under the, then, underneath the arch. Yeah. You had to like kind of like walk a little bit of a precariously like narrow path out that far. And we were kind of like, no, we're good. And we just like, I think kind we'd of probably do it now. Yeah. But but then we were still sort of figuring out what our what our threshold for that is. Mm-hmm. And um yeah, we wouldn't have done it then. But I was super satisfied with seeing it from that angle. Yeah. It was beautiful. We took lots of photos. 
seeing Delicate Arch to me was a moment where I went like, this is why we have national parks for moments like this. Mm -hmm. No one built this. This happened naturally. Mm -hmm. And now we get to see it and bask in it. And bask in its like mystery that it had been formed over thousands of years and like this is what remains. Yeah, and eventually it'll be gone too. That's and the other thing to remember. Eventually it will be gone yeah. and it will we, we will only know of it because of the photographs that have been taken right. and hopefully preserved. Right. But that was a true moment of my own appreciation for the National Park Service and the idea of the national parks. We sat there and we enjoyed it for a long time. Yeah. And then we decided to head back down. Yeah. Um, heading back was so much easier. So like, much easier. Going and it down took that us slope. like half the time. Oh, yeah. I remember when we were headed down that slope at points, it was like easy to just like run. Yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't think. I don't think we did necessarily. We did run. <laughs> <laughs> but we definitely but did it looked jog easy a little bit. Maybe like right. moving a little bit fast. <laughs> And then we looked at the petroglyphs. We did. We stopped and took a look at the petroglyphs. And um, at this point, there were a lot more people that were headed up. Oh, yeah. Um, and the lot was basically full by the time we got back totally to it. Totally full. But we had also planned to do... There were plenty of other arches in the park that we wanted to see. So we made a plan. And we knew we were going to go see the double arch and... Third arch and the nose bridge, which has a north and a south window arch in that. And that we also wanted to do Grand Avenue. Exactly. And with that, let's take a break. So in Arches National Park, if you discover an undiscovered arch, you have naming rights to it. That's right. That's I right. actually did a whole Jeopardy category on that last episode. Right. Called the Diva's Garden. So my question to you is, if you were to find an arch, what would you name your arch? Like an undiscovered arch? I'm kind of obsessed with my mom's name. My mom's name is Gloria. Mm -hmm. And um, I love that name. She has had a long journey with learning to love that name. But I love that name. So I uh, would call it the Gloria Arch. Gloria Arch. It is rooted in glory, but Mm -hmm. also just basking in the glory of something Mm -hmm. is also sort of like what I feel like when I think of that name. And that's sort of the energy I get from my mom. Mm -hmm. It's uh, sort of this, she radiates joy. Mm -hmm. And so I would call it the Gloria Arch. Gloria Arch. I love that. That's a really, really nice nice name for your arch. So many arches are named by their appearance. So I feel like it would really depend on what this arch landmark look like for me. But I'd imagine that I would find an arch that would maybe have multiple like archways spanning from a central point. So it would almost be like a carousel in that kind of way. So it would either be the carousel arch or the Medusa arch, I feel like. Oh, I'm imagining what this arch would look like as well. So I'm putting it Your out Greek there mythology. in my Greek mythology. I like my, that. My Greeky nerdy mythology over here. Mm-hmm. Perfect. Perfect. I think it's the Medusa Arch. Yeah, I like that. In order to get to Delicate Arch, you actually have to like drive off of the main road mm-hmm. a little bit. Yeah. Because you can actually drive to a point and see Delicate Arch from a driving point, or you can drive, park, park and hike. And hike. 
And that is what we did. I think, too, if we remember, I think I was, I think we both were a little disappointed to know that when we got there, there were so few hikes within the park. I think, like, right. the idea But I did like, feel like we made the most of it. We did. No, I think Devil's Playground and Delicate Arch, like, gave us what we needed. Absolutely. But I also were, I think we were like, oh, so we're just getting out of the car and taking a picture? Like, it felt a little cheap in some a ways. A little bit like that, yeah. yes. We get back in the car, and we head back out to the main road, which is, like, it's kind of like a 15-minute drive to get there. So we get back to the main road and we head left because had we gone right out of there, we would have ended up back at the Devil's Playground again. So we turn left and we go down and there were two arches right next door to each other that we wanted to walk out to. Yeah. And those were? So it was the double arch and it was also the turret arch, turret like a turret on a castle wall, T-U-R-R-E-T. But also there was the nose bridge, which was right near there as well, which includes what they consider to be a windows. So there's a north window and a south window there. Right. And it basically looks like a pair of glasses if you think about it like that. And they were all walking distance from each other. So they were from like one parking lot. So we park at the parking lot and we head out to Double Arch. And Double Arch is called that because... It's two arches that span from the same... Same central point. Central point. Like Medusa Arch. Just like your Medusa Arch. And the cool thing about Double Arch, too, is if you have ever seen Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade, the movie actually starts in Indiana Jones's youth, and Double Arch is... It's there. Is there. They're, they are... He's part of, like, a Boy Scout-type troop, and they're uh. hiking out in the wilderness and they are hiking and and riding horses right near double arch which is pretty cool look at that um which is something after seeing indiana jones after going to arches i was like oh my god i was there there you were so it was pretty cool and double arch was really neat there were you know it's there were a lot of like professional photographers there Mm -hmm. like walking through there when we were there um who were and by professional photographers, I mean, like, they had, like, enormous cameras. Mm-hmm. We were, you know, pretending to be professional photographers right. with our iPhones. And, well, Mike, you have a camera. Yeah. That's, like, yeah, a really yeah. nice camera. Nice but the um, but there were a lot of people photographed Double Arch. Like, it's, it's one of the most photographed arches in arches. And the trail kind of leads you out to Double Arch, but it stops. But that doesn't stop people from then kind of, like meandering up and climbing up into the arch because this is one of those gigantic arches that you can actually like climb underneath and sit in the bowl of um you know we talked a little bit about like how size differentials were that way on our episode about devil's playground but this was a gigantic arch formation so there were people that were like way up in there and i think you were kind of like I don't need to do that. Like, if you want to go and, like, walk up that way, you can. And I think I did a little bit, but I was, I didn't join the groups of people that were up and, oh, excuse me, up inside the arch there. I would like to add something that um, Arches National Park has on their um, maps, which is a caution at the top corner. And it says, caution, stay on trails or slick rock to protect fragile biological soil crust. These tiny organisms are critical to all life in the desert. We talked a little bit about this in the Joshua Tree Problem Trail Mix. I think it is particularly important here in Arches National Park because desert ecosystems are so specific. It 
could have taken an organism hundreds of years to create its habitat right on the surface of the desert, especially the bacteria that like keeps the desert arid and um, keeps the water flowing inside of the desert. If you just step on it, like it will ruin hundreds of years of development. So that is why they say to stay on the trails because the trails are there for us, the visitors. And so that is one way that we can help protect our park. I, I do find that a lot of people ignore that, unfortunately. They do, and it is very unfortunate. It is unfortunate. But we had hiked out to Double Arch, which was so cool. Yeah. And then from there, you could get to Turret Arch. Which was basically just across the roadway. And it really wasn't that far across the roadway by any means. We kind of hike out to Turret Arch. The path leads you out. Turret Arch is on your right, and then Nose Bridge is directly to your left. And it's kind of like a complex of trails there, so you can hike directly up to Turret Arch. There's some stairs that kind of bring you up there. And then you can hike back down and then circle around the Nose Bridge or the north and the south window. At this point, it's maybe like 9 or 10 o'clock in the morning. The sun is like firmly in the sky. And it's a very starkly contrasting day from the day before. It was a gray day the first day we were in Arches. And this is like a no clouds in the sky, bright blue, bright, day. sunny, like April day. We're really enjoying the weather. It's also like getting very, very warm at this point. The day before we definitely were layered a little bit. Mm-hmm. And by that, I mean, we had like a long sleeve on with shorts while we were hiking. But right. here it was like, okay, it's time for t-shirts because it was like starting to get totally. like high desert warm kind of. So we hike around both of these, um, both of these, structures so we we hit turret arch and we hike around the nose bridge and at this point there's a lot of people that are here it's not overwhelming i actually feel like more people were at were at double arch as opposed to these guys and this is actually double arch and turret arch are close to the entrance like they're not yeah they're not that far and you can technically see double arch from the road like before you turn out to like go to the parking lot for double arch So some people will often just stop and, you know, like that's one of the first ones they take a photo of. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I feel like all together between the three arches, we spent maybe like a half hour exploring the area, maybe 45 minutes um, because we had like a, you know, a hefty agenda on our plate for the rest of the day too. That we did. Yeah. So again, we get back in the car and we scoot down the road a little bit. And we make our way to Grand Avenue. And with that, Let's take a break. Ladies, gentlemen, and everyone in between, please welcome to Drag Queen Corner, Miss Cara, Cara Beaner. Okay. Cara Beaner. Okay, Cara Beaner is a pun from the term carabiner, right. which is the name for a clip that you use when you rock climb. Right. And it keeps you safe. And like it keeps it you safe. Yeah. Clips you onto either like from one rope to another or it clips you to the side of a rock face if there's like a if you're lead climbing. If you're lead climbing. Yep. But yeah, that is what a carabiner is. Yeah. And it also is like used with your top roping as well, because a lot of the times you're carabinered into your top rope. And who is Miss Carabiner? Well, I feel like Carabiner is, she's sporty. Like, I feel, but she's super fun. I feel like she's totally super she's fun. She's like a party I feel like girl. There's like 
there's a little bit of neon going mm-hmm. on with oh, carabiner. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's all about yoga pants and like the different brightly colored patterns for those. 100%. Like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Carabiner is, I feel like she knows who she is and that she is inspired by outdoors, but like her outdoor references are very specific. Yeah. So like, for instance, like she will, she could put together like a full ball gown look. Yeah. But then like, one tiny little earring would be like in the shape of a carabiner, Mm. you know, or something like that. She would have like one tiny little nod to some outdoor gear. Great. I love it. Like her outdoor gear references are very specific, Mm. small nods versus like covered in, you know, rope. Right. You know what I mean? But I feel like rope is a great accessory for things. Rope is a great accessory. And like she could have like, for instance, like a, like a beautiful, like, um, Alexander McQueen gown, mm-hmm. but then her statement necklace is made of rope. Mm-hmm. Or it's a chalk bag. Or, <laughs> or it's a chalk bag. Right. Or her wig is an updo made of rope. Right. That's who I feel Carabiner is. But I also feel like she's good at quick changes. Like, I feel like oh, yeah. she can go from, like, daytime, like, fitness class to nighttime elegance, like, with the snap of a 100%. finger. 100%. Right? So what is Carabiner's iconic lip sync moment? I think it is Ain't No Mountain High Enough. Oh, Little Tammy Terrell and Absolutely. Marvin Gaye? Absolutely. I feel like she just lives for that. Does she sing both parts? Sure. Okay. I think so. Yeah. Or she has another queen come out and do it. Or a drag king come out and do yeah. it with her. Okay. Ladies, gentlemen, and everyone in between is Miss Carabiner. So we're in the car and we arrive to the pull off for Grand Avenue. Now, this is like very close to the entrance. But what is Grant Avenue? Well, first of all, it's named for a New York City street. It's like the idea behind it is that the formations of the rocks on either side of this very wide open kind of valley and it's resemble I mean, we might call buildings. it grand. Right. This very grand valley resemble like buildings that you would see on like Madison Avenue or or something like that in New York City. So that was the inspiration. Um, There aren't arches here. It's more about the formations of the rocks themselves and them representing kind of buildings. And they were really fascinating. They were. And you can actually access Grand Avenue from two places. Right. And we were on one that was closer to the entrance, but you could drive around and go to the other side. And there were people who were at the other side. Well, we walked all the way down. We did. And we walked all the way down and then all the way back. Yeah. So, and it's very, it's a super wide section. Not all of it is accessible as trail, but like what whatever was, was very, very wide. And I do remember like you have to kind of like wind your way down like you do you there start are up at the stairs top of the essentially like when you go down at the beginning like there are stairs that you were descending mm-hmm. and i remember like it wasn't the clearest marked like Mm-mm. area like there were definitely moments where i was like wait which way do i head this way or that way and like we figured it out but i remember you know i was like oh this is gonna be steep Right. And then there when were some, we go back. Yeah. There were some larger, like, kind of like longer ramps that you were traveling down. You were kind of coming down those too. There were a lot of people that were around us. So I remember listening to like some conversations. I feel like we talked to like some girls that were maybe from New Jersey, right? There were. They were. And I feel like we were. 
Okay, this is crazy, but I do feel like we were talking about like assigned reading, like books that they were assigned to read. Right, they were like college students. They were, and we were like, oh, those are really good. You'll really enjoy them. Yeah. I don't remember what they were right now, but yeah. like they were like, oh, okay. Like, yeah, we're supposed to be doing all this work, but instead we're here. Yeah. And I'm like, well, it was good, Easter weekends. So it, it was, was like around Easter, Easter, you know, like, like yeah, spring yeah. break times. Yeah, spring break times. And then we, like, as we hiked further down, we were definitely with like, a mom and a dad and they're we like were. three or four kids um some of whom were just not having it like they no. were fully done they were fully done yeah i i understand where they were coming from oh yeah that. as part of that walk we were talking about like teachers we had crushes on in high school i think just also teachers in general that were like impactful on our lives Absolutely. not necessarily the ones that like well i mean gave us a sexual awakening <laughs> 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 Though that did happen. Though, although those were impactful too. Those right. were impactful too. Right. They had a moment yeah. in our lives. Yeah. So yeah, we were talking about a lot of that. We covered a lot of ground in that. We walk. did cover a lot of ground. As we always do. As we always do. Yeah. We walked to the other end of Grand Avenue. Yeah. And I remember like we walked all the way to the road. Yeah. Because we were like, no, we're gonna walk all the way. We're gonna make sure we go all the way there. And then we did. We walked all the way there and then we turned around and we headed back. Yeah. And the one thing I do remember is again, as I said before, it was a beautiful sunny day. It was hot. There were kind of sheer walls to either side of us. There were some break breaks in the walls so you could actually see through to the road. But we were in direct sun at this point because totally. we were close to noon. And I f- just remember feeling like we were baking. Like totally as we were walking. baking. Yeah. I definitely got a tan yeah. in that space yeah. at that time. Yeah. And then what I do remember is that when we had to walk up the stairs to get back to the parking lot, mm. we were both like, we're so tired. And now we have to walk up these stairs. (laughs) And it took us much longer than we wanted to. Right. I mean, it wasn't that long. It would have taken us like five minutes, but I think it took us like 20 minutes because we were like, we're just going to take this real slow. Yeah. And we did. And we did uh, get back to the parking lot. And then we got back in the car. Yeah. We had kind of seen everything that we had intended to in Arches. I feel like we basically hit almost everything that we were able to and the only thing we didn't hit was like the section that you have to sort of off-road in to get to yeah um but i mean in the main accessible park part of the park that's not necessarily for those off-roading folk i feel like we kind of hit everything we did um i think if you are able to i think you can definitely do arches like all in one day if you get there early enough oh yeah like the main like whatever we saw like the only reason it took us two days to really do it is because we didn't get there until like noon one on the first day absolutely and i think we were kind of close to done around one two when we were leaving Mm -hmm. so like it's totally an accessible park for you to be able to get done in a day 100 percent. but it's also like there have been plenty of parks that we have gone to that have been accessible to do in a day. But I feel like this one was really fun in so many ways. It was. And it offered, the nice thing is, is I feel like there's accessibility. There is a way for you to see things if you can't hike. But for those of you that can hike, you also have that fun aspect of it, and which is not always the case for those parks. So I really do appreciate what Arches has to offer for so many reasons. And I think the idea that 
there's so much for you to be able to experience no matter who you are as a person or as a hiker. There's something for everyone. All right, Mike, let's put these hikes on the Karen Stone scale. Great. So the Devil's Playground, what is your rating for that? Okay, so I don't remember it being as strenuous as a strenuous hike is, but I do remember there were some parts that were a little trickier. But overall, I had a lot of fun on it. So I'm going to give it a five. Like, I feel like it's I'm right totally in the giving it a five, too. Yeah. So it gets a total of 10. Yeah. 10 out of 20 on the Karen Stone scale. Yeah. It's a super great hike. If you are so able to fun. hike it, please do. It is a bunch of fun. And it's really your longest hike in the park. It and, is. Yeah. I mean, it really is like the only hike in the park that is, um, you know, more than just like what uh, you see from the uh, yeah. road or you like know? A, a short jaunt out to the arch. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Um, delicate arch. Delicate arch. I think just because we were like a little bit t- more tired and had come to it like with not as, not as a difficult expectation as like we thought maybe devil's playground was going to be like, I feel like, this was like a like a little bit of a surprise for the both of us. I'm gonna say six for that. I was thinking that too. Yeah. So it Look gets at a brain twelve. Sharon over here, yeah, being friends yep. and brain sharing. Exactly. So yeah. the uh, delicate arch trail gets a twelve out of twenty. Yeah, on the Karen Stone scale. And what about the uh, Grand, Grand Avenue? Avenue? Um, it's not really technically a strenuous hike, but I do think like time of day is a big factor. Um, I'm gonna say like a four, like. I would give it a three. Okay. I would give it a three only because of those stairs mm-hmm. that you have to go down and then back up. Yeah. So we're giving it a seven out of 20 on the Karen Stone scale. Right. So Beautiful. there we go. There are the trails on this Karen Stone scale of Arches National Park. It is time for Jeopardy. So Dusty, since I went first last time, can you go first this time? Absolutely. Great. Are you ready? I am. My body is ready. Okay. So my Jeopardy category this time is called Arches in Government. Oh, great. In this category, you will need to name the term that includes the word arch in it. Great. And it is from, you know, modern times all the way back to ancient times. Great. I love it. So were you ready for Arches in Government for 100? I am. From feudalism, this classification is for a group or class of people from medieval times who were knights in training. I'm having a hard time here. The answer we were looking for was squirearchy. Oh, squirearchy. Yeah, that's right. Knights in training. That Squires. is like that is a term I've never heard before. I know. Now, I that will is tell like you. Hierarchy and squire combined. Let me tell you. Okay. Okay. All of these clues are going to be for words that you have never used before. Great. So you're going to have to figure out what the term is. Super. Okay. I love it. Are we ready for arches in government? Sure. For 200. Monarch also has the term arch in it. It does. <laughs> yeah. Monarch. E. Patriarch. Matriarch. Yeah. Yeah. I will say none of those are answers right. here. Crossing them off the list. This is the name for a government ruled by five people. What is an oligarchy? Incorrect. What is the pentarchy? Oh, okay. Like pent? Yeah. Five? 
Can you give me an example of a government ruled by five people? No, I can't. Great. Thanks. Great. Moving <laughs> Thanks on. Thanks for your false BS clues <laughs> over here. <laughs> Arches and government for here. 300. This is a term for government ruled by seven people. What is a septarchy? Incor- oh, close. What is a heptarchy? Great. Great. Well, because... Like a heptagon is mm-hmm. seven sides, and a hexagon is six sides. Mm-hmm. Okay, moving on. Arches in government for 400. Like a dictatorship, this is a term for a government with one ruler with sole power. And it's not monarchy. It is not monarchy. I don't know. What is autarky? Is that like what people from Boston say about their Thanksgiving <laughs> dinner? Where's our turkey? <laughs> it's similar to like our turkey, uh, autocracy, autocracy. But it's not in like great. Technically I'm learning so much today. Listen, I am too. Here we go. Okay, <laughs> Dusty's um, writing these arches. as he's giving me the clues, <laughs> and he's making everything up. Arches Sexagon. and government. Arches and government for five hundred. Similar to the term matriarchy, this term is for a government ruled entirely by women. What is matriarchy? (laughs) (laughs) That was not what we were looking for. We were looking for gynarchy. Yeah, gynarchy. That is true. Yeah. That is true. Like gynecologists. Yeah, I got it. And that is... Great. Zero zero. Goose egg over here. Whatever. Whatever. Oh, now you know how it feels. Whatever. Now you know how it feels to be frustrated. Whatever. Ten lords leaping. (laughs) All right. So my category is called architecture. Ooh. So I know I could have just said architecture because obviously the word arch is in architecture. But this is all category about famous arches or the history of arches in architecture. Great. Most of these clues have a two- part answer so listen carefully i'm ready great these arches don't really refer to architecture at all but rather the logo of a famous fast food brand that originated in san bernardino california name the logo's nickname and the company what is uh the golden arches of mcdonald's that's correct awesome there we go architecture for 200 This arch, found in the City of Lights, is one of the most famous of its type and commemorates the victory at Austerlitz by an emperor of the people who was eventually exiled to the island of Elba and later St. Helena. Name the arch and the emperor. Um, are we talking about Paris? Paris is the city, but I'm looking for the arch. Paris is the city. What is the Arc de Triomphe? Mm -hmm. But I don't remember the emperor. And who is Napoleon? There we go. Great. Architecture for 300. Standing at 630 feet, this monument-style arch, which resembles a parabola, commemorates westward expansion across the North American continent, which was achievable by these explorers. Name the arch and the explorers. Okay, it is the arch in St. Louis, correct? Yeah, do you have the name for it? I don't know the name. Okay. What is the name? The Gateway Arch. Oh, the Gateway Arch, mm-hmm. and it's Lewis and Clark. That's correct. Architecture for 400. 
Arches appear all throughout the bridges of this early European system of carrying fresh water to highly populated areas, which was developed by this empire. Name the structure and the empire. What are the bridges of Madison County? (laughs) (laughs) And who is Clint Eastwood? And who is Meryl Streep? What is the answer? What are aqueducts and who are Roman Emperor? Oh, got it. Okay. Yeah, as I slurred that. Um, and architecture for 500. Involving two vertical beams with a horizontal beam placed atop them. It is a building style common in early forms of architecture, like this stone circle near Bath, England. Name the architectural style and the stone circle. If you need a hint... Think of this Washington, D.C. newspaper with small protein-packed legumes atop it. What is um, post and column? No. What is that? Do you know the structure I'm talking about? Stonehenge. That's correct. It's post and lentil. Oh. So a lentil. Oh, a lentil. Post and lentil. Didn't know that. Well, there you go. It's our our basic doorway form. Oh, a post and lentil. Post and lentil. Yeah. Well, things I've Guy-yarky over here. <laughs> Guy-narky. Guy-narky. There we go. Malarky. <laughs> this has been Gays at the National Parks, the podcast. And we're here to remind you to hike early and hike often, and that adventure is always out there. Follow us on Instagram at Gaze at the National Parks. You can also email us at Gaze at the National Parks at gmail.com. Gaze at the National Parks was created and is hosted by Dustin Ballard and Michael Ryan. This episode was edited by Dustin Ballard. The theme song and original music was written and performed by Dave Seaman with Mariella Klinger. All original artwork featured on Instagram is by Michael Ryan. If you enjoyed this episode, leave us a review. We always appreciate it. We would also like to acknowledge that while hiking in Arches National Park, that we were on the traditional lands of the Ute Indian tribe. Longer ramps that you were traveling down that were kind of like plateau-y, and then you were kind of coming down those... (laughs) Cumbling. (laughs) I thought it was sexagon. (laughs) (laughs) Ha 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 ha!